close relationship with them and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. Hi, I'm Ivory Lanou. Thanks for joining me today. The topic today is amazing real angel encounters. Uh, there's going to be some that were told to me by listeners of the show, some that are from people that I know, and a couple at the end that are mine. And so before we jump into this, I want to say hello to my listeners in Seattle, Washington. Thank you for joining in so regularly. Um it's just wonderful to know that you're always here supporting the show in this way and hopefully enjoying it. So let's dive in. I did an earlier edition about a year ago on this similar, same topic really, but different stories. So these are all new stories. Uh, if you enjoyed that first one, then I think you'll like this one every bit as much. So this is from some of my podcast listeners. Um, some of them give me permission to use an initial and some ask to be anonymous. This one's anonymous. About eight years ago, while living in a suburb of Chicago, I was driving to a local grocery store on a very cold day over streets that were very icy. I was driving on empty side streets to get there. Because of the snow and the ice, I was driving slower than usual but not slow enough when I approached an intersection and saw a car also approaching the intersection to my right, traveling pretty fast. I've been driving for years, so I had a good idea that at that rate we were approaching the intersection, we would collide. And unfortunately, the road in that area was covered in ice and I couldn't slow down. I remember thinking just as I slid toward the intersection with that car heading toward me from the right, this will be bad, worrying not only for our safety, but it was just before Christmas and I was thinking at best, this would be a disaster for the car as we were on a one car, we were a one car family. The next thing I remember is being on the other side of the intersection and seeing the other car shooting down the other, other street on the other side of the intersection at the same distance as I was from the intersection. I swear it was as though we had driven through each other. There was no way we could have gotten through that intersection without a collision, but we did. I'll never forget that realization. And, and I want to point out that the reason I like to share this story is because it's not always about what you see, but it's about what you experience. So the next one 
is again a listener. One late afternoon, I was sitting in a park alone at a picnic table about 100 yards from the playground where parents were playing with their children. I was talking on the phone to a friend, and it was very wooded behind me in that park. I just kept talking, and I felt safe because I was watching all the parents nearby playing with their children, and then they all started leaving because it was getting to be dusk. I noticed that there was one lady left playing with her little girl, but that lady kept stopping and staring in my direction. I thought it was rather strange, but I sat there a few more minutes, and she just kept doing it. Then she would turn and play with her little girl. Then she would stop, put her hand on her hip, and stare in my direction again. So I thought to myself, well, it's getting to be dusk, and she was freaking me out, so I better head for my car and leave. When I got up and headed for my car, she and her little girl also headed in my direction towards my car. We met at my car at the same time. She immediately began to speak and said that she's so sorry that she frightened me. That was not her intention, but that she did not want to leave me sitting there alone because there was a man going from tree to tree behind me, getting closer all the while. I put my keys down on my car seat and turned to thank her once more and give her a hug, and she and her little girl were gone. There was no one anywhere inside, no people, no cars, nothing in that park. When I put my keys down, it took me all of less than two seconds, and I turned around, and they were just gone. So I knew I had just spoken to angels. God sent them to protect me that day. I think about this still every day. And that was about 15 years ago. So again, you know, angels, though they've never been human, they can certainly assume a human appearance to help us. I had one of those myself. Another listener says, I had what I believe to be an angelic experience when I was about between age three and five. My entire extended family was having a huge all-day picnic at a local lake. A lot of the men were playing cards, my older cousins were swimming, my grandmother was making food, and I was supposed to be playing with buckets and shovels in the sand. I spotted my aunt and uncle out in the lake and attempted to walk out to them, but suddenly three feet water dropped down to way over my head and I couldn't even call for help. I was just going under multiple times and was getting weaker when suddenly hands picked me up from behind and literally propelled me into the shallow water. I clearly felt hands picking me up, and when I turned around, no one was there. I walked up to the picnic tables and told my grandmother that I just drowned. Another listener says, My first encounter was when I was 16 years old. I am 61 now. I was driving on Interstate 80 heading east from the San Francisco Bay Area, and all of a sudden the truck I was driving with my two friends lost all power. The truck was still moving, and I tried to get it to the side of the interstate. I was in the far right lane when the truck stopped. It was me and a female friend and a male friend. Being the boys are stronger than the female inside, we told her to steer the truck to the side and we could see the exit with a gas station. As I opened my door to get out, a cartoonish cold wind swirled around me from my feet to my head. I looked at Tracy and told her that the truck did not have power steering and I'd better steer because she was not able to do it. 
So she and my friend started to push. We had gone about one foot. The truck lurched ahead and I hit my mouth on the steering wheel. I thought, wow, they sure had a burst of energy and reached for the handle to get out so we could start walking to the exit with a gas station. I couldn't open the door, so I got out on the passenger side. When I looked ahead, I saw Tracy running for the exit and yelled for her. At that moment, my other friend turned from running and shouted that Tracy was with me. As I walked to the back of the truck, I could see that the bed of the truck was torn in half and wrapped itself around the driver's side, and that was why I couldn't get out. It was then that I looked ahead, and beyond the truck was an 18-wheeler that had slammed into us. It's important to say that this all happened in less than one minute. It was then that I saw my other friend lying face down on the interstate. I instinctively was going to help her up. Right then, someone put their hand on my arm, and I looked at her and noticed she was in a nurse's uniform. I told her I needed to help my friend. She looked me straight in the eyes and gently said that my friend had passed. I didn't believe her and said, but she needs me to help her off the road. The nurse took my hands in hers and just sat with me. Just then, the police and an ambulance had arrived, and a police officer walked over to me and the nurse, But when he, and then he asked me what happened. I turned my head to acknowledge the nurse. However, she was not there. At this point, I was picked up by my mother and on the 40-minute drive home, thought about the nurse that helped me. I thought she was beautiful and perfect. She had porcelain skin and a perfectly symmetrical face. I have thought about her many times through my life. It would be 40 years until I would see her again. So another instance where it looks like an angel took human form and then went poof right after they intervene and help this human. So um, here's, here's a little bit more for you. Um, Maria says, my grandma, before she died for a year, she saw at midnight an angel who was super tall in a nurse's uniform that came to take her to heaven. Exactly at midnight, she died. But before she, before she um, saw minutes before her mom and sister coming for her in the hospital. So it's a little disjointed, but... Uh, Minutes before she passed, she saw her mom and sister coming in. Uh, This is anonymous. Years ago, I was going through a very tough time. I was outside on my brother's porch thinking very dark thoughts. They were very suicidal. My phone had lit up with no new notifications, but the time showed 1234. I looked up angel number 1234 immediately, and it said that the angels were currently surrounding me and that everything was going to be okay. After I read the angels were surrounding me, I felt a breeze at the back of my neck on a super hot night, and my back was against the wall. I also simultaneously heard as if someone was stepping on the rubbish that was next to my chair. Any other time I looked up angel number 1234, it had a different meaning, but that night God knew I needed some comfort and peace, and angels were truly surrounding me. I hear you on this one. Boy, um, I've had instances where my angels show me information and it never shows up like that again. And I'll tell you about that. Uh, Just the initial T. This person says, one late afternoon, I was sitting in a park alone at a picnic table about 100 yards from the playground where parents were playing with their children. 
I was talking on the phone to a friend and it was very wooded behind me in that park. I just kept talking and I felt safe because I was watching all the parents nearby playing with their children. And then they all started leaving because it was getting to be dusk. Um, You know what? I think I already told you the story. (laughs) You don't need a repeat of that one. So here's another one. Initial S says, once I sat on the edge of my bed meditating, I was really in the zone, that amazing place where you're perfectly awake, but so calm. All of a sudden, a huge wing placed itself around my shoulders. At that point, I snapped out of it. It made me jump and it was a shock, but it was not at all scary. I had to sit there a while processing what had just happened before it sank in. Incredible moment. And yeah, it's not always, you know, you can feel something, can be the touch, it can be the frequency. And sometimes you do feel, I felt that brush of a wing before. Uh, Another letter S says, I have encountered my guardian angel in the flesh. My first encounter was when I was 16 years old. Let's see, come over here. Uh, I also saw my angel. I had a very bad accident in the year of 1992. My angel was beautiful. She was white as snow. She had hair, reddish, reddish hair. And when I was trying to um, shake my head, she told me to lay back. Everything is going to be fine. She was so beautiful. When they put me in the ambulance, I told people what happened to my angel. And they said, we don't see anyone. And I said, she's with the light behind you back. Don't you see her? And they said, no, to this day, I always think of her and I will never forget it. Such a beautiful angel. Uh, Back in the days, like up to age 12, 13 in that age range, I saw angels like that too. And they are so beautiful, just um, beautiful faces and sweet and flowing, gorgeous hair and long gowns and just such sweetness and love coming off of them. Uh, This person has to be anonymous with their story. They said when he was just seven years old and his five-year-old cousin was diagnosed with cancer and then later passed away. At the time, his family didn't want to talk about the death. They told him to keep quiet despite the situation devastating him. Whenever his family went to the deceased child's home for visits, he'd always ask to play on the swing with him. So after his little cousin died, he went to that house for a visit, and in his loneliness, he decided to go outside and sit on the swing they'd always played on. As he sat there thinking about how things used to be, his deceased cousin walked up to him and an angel was holding his hand. The angel had beautiful blonde hair and was dressed in a long white gown, never saying a word, just smiling. His cousin looked at him and said, I'm not in pain anymore. He and the angel turned and walked until they simply faded away. What a beautiful thing to see. I hope that anybody that sees a sight like that can only lose any semblance of fear about death when you see how beautiful the experience is. Um, A listener called Anna said she was only nine years old when she miraculously survived a 30-foot fall. While she was playing with her sisters outside their home, she plummeted inside a hollowed-out tree. An emergency helicopter rushed her to the hospital in a nearby major city, 
where brain and spinal surgery teams prepped for her arrival, but astonishingly, they found that Anna was unscathed. After the accident, Anna began describing religious visions she had while she was unconscious. She says that she met a guardian angel during this incident. She said, I started to wake up in the tree and I could hear the firemen's voices. And I saw an angel that looked very small, like a fairy. The angel then winked and told her, I'm going to leave you now and everything is going to be okay. The angel stayed with her the entire time, shining a light so she could see until she was rescued. And I'm I'm here to tell you, I would think um, almost always when I see a joy guide, which is an angel, just somebody that's like in charge of making sure that you either feel joy, that you reconnect with joy or experience more joy in your life. They're always small like that, almost like fairy size. So I have to wonder if her joy guide said, I'll go down there and lift her spirits and keep her going until we can get her saved. Um, There's a couple stories from my book, Let Your Angels Lead, that I haven't read to you yet. And these are angel encounters. So Yes, I'm reading from something. It's a book I wrote about my own experiences. So this is from a chapter called Going Rogue, but it starts with a story called His Mother Warned Me. She's not the only one. So I was 18 years old when I began dating a handsome guy who, like me, was involved in local theater productions. He took me to his family's business to meet his parents. They were warm and welcoming, and I felt comfortable with them right away. Toward the end of a year of dating, this guy asked me to marry him, and I accepted. On the next visit with his family, his mother took me aside and said in a low tone, don't marry my son. I must have looked as startled as I felt because she then said there's something missing from him. He does not know how to feel. At that, I was silent. My brain told me that she just didn't like me, and I I thought she thought I wasn't good enough for her son. But then she continued, he is not the one for you. If you marry him, it will be the worst mistake of your life. I wanted to cry, but waited until I was home to break down. Never did it occur to me that she was trying to help me. I'll just tell you, that's like hindsight of how insecure I was at that age. I'd been through a lot of trauma, had not gotten into therapy yet. I wouldn't have that reaction now. So though I was young and naive, I had seen red flags with that guy's behavior through the time we were dating. Unfortunately, I chose to ignore them. My angels were actively telling me to walk away from that relationship over and over. They said he was not who I thought he was, and I decided to ignore my angels too. That never That's never going to work out well. The evening before our wedding, my good friend Frank called and he said, don't marry him. You don't really know him. This marriage is a mistake. I trusted Frank, but I knew him to be dramatic. In my mind, it was too late to cancel the wedding. My angels told me to listen to Frank, listen to your friend. But again, I chose to ignore them. It was not long after the marriage when I knew I had made a terrible mistake. My husband was extremely controlling and had become violent, throwing heavy items around our little apartment. And in addition, he would verbally and emotionally abuse me, saying things like, you don't know anything about anything. You're so stupid. He became so frightening two weeks after we married that I left the apartment late at night in a cold, heavy rainstorm. 
I did not want my family to know what was happening because I was so embarrassed at being in that situation. So I didn't go to one of their homes in case, you know, it was in the same town. I just didn't want to have to admit the truth of my marriage. I ended up huddled between two trash dumpsters behind a nearby business crying. I still remember how lost and hopeless I felt in that moment. My angels came in to comfort me and give me hope. They said that I could leave that marriage and save myself so much pain. Instead, I went back to him. So young, so naive. I was married to that man for 10 years. Yes, there were some good times and my my beautiful daughter resulted from that relationship, but his abuse became physical as well as emotional and verbal. And being so beaten down, I saw no way out of the situation. He said I was free to go when I talked of leaving, but I would never see our daughter again. And sadly, due to the lengthy ongoing abuse, I believed him. Throughout this time, my angels were telling me that I was stronger than I know, They said I would be able to leave. And though he had choked me a few times, he would not kill me. Their words sustained me. Finally, after getting a great job and succeeding in it, I left this man. He continued to abuse our daughter and me from a distance until he tragically ended his own life. Uh, Since that ordeal, I have thought about it a great deal. And I I do regularly. I see how my angels sent this guy's mother and my friend Frank to warn me. They both warned me and encouraged me to leave. My angels were telling me to walk away, that it wasn't what it seemed, that it wouldn't be good for me. It was my insistence on ignoring my angels and continuing in that toxic marriage that led to 10 years of terror and another seven years of abuse via email and phone. And it could have been prevented by listening to the wisdom of my angels. I have forgiven myself for this lapse. I can't change what happened all those years ago, and I'm not who I was then, but I can certainly learn from it. I'd love to say that this lesson was so powerful that I never made a mistake like that again, but that's not true, <laughs> sadly. And I have a few more stories. I'll, I'll continue over on Patreon with that, a uh, few more of my own stories that might be helpful for you. I hope that this has been helpful for you today. And maybe you're going to realize you've had an angel encounter and didn't even realize it, or you weren't ready to accept that's what happened. Lots of people have them. I've had a few people say, there's no way one person could have so many experiences with angels. It is when, yes, there's a way when you're born seeing and hearing angels, you're going to have as many experiences with angels as you do with your family. You know, they're always with me. I'm always cognizant of them. So um, anyway, we'll do another episode like this probably next year, Uh, not too often, but next Sunday, tune in because the topic is the key to a good life. Have you been wondering what that is, how to get a good life? What does a good life even look like? Well, tune in because we're going to be talking about that and delving into that to try to help you create what is a happy, good life for you. In the meantime, may your angels surround you. May your angels protect you every moment, every day of your life. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Angel Room with Ivory Lanoue.
next Sunday at noon Arizona time for another enlightening episode.